to the rabbit rabbit hole sports season or sports edition episode one for this season where I guess we'll call it season one because we haven't done it on the rabbit rabbit hole yet, but all three of us have been together. Uh, it's week zero, boys. We just had our first games yesterday. Before we get into them, Preston, Jake, let the people know where they can follow you. Uh, and then I will too. And Preston, let everyone know where they can fucking hear your high school football games that you're going to be calling too. Yeah, so this week, uh, first week, week one, high school football here in the state of Oklahoma. I guess we had week zero this last week, but for the team that I'm calling will be week one. You can listen to us Friday night. Pre-game starts at 645 on Cool 105.5 FM. I believe it reaches up to the city. I know the station is based out of Chickasha, but I'm pretty sure it reaches up to OKC and all that. If not, follow me on Twitter, uh, Preston Pool 405. I tweet out links and all that stuff. You can listen to us, uh, like I said, pregame 645, kickoff at 7, Blanchard Lions versus Noble Bears. Perfect. Jake, before we go to you, the reason I just started cracking up right there was because I noticed Presta's necklace out, so I had to... I'm going to join the show and leave you out, Jake. <laughs> we got the AirPods, though. We got the AirPods. Yeah, we got the AirPods. I mean, uh, maybe Jake, I should go grab a necklace. <laughs> we don't even need to ask who you're a fan of. I guess none of us. None of us. Cause we're all repping our teams. It's week one. Uh, I was going to wear the shirt, but you, it would be red backwards. So I'm just, as you can tell, I'm just going to leave it at the freaking uh, the hat. So, Jake, let everyone know where they can follow you, what your deal is with uh, this coming football season, because we know it's going to be a little testy. Yeah, yeah. This season uh, is real important to me. Uh, and the thing is, is um, I even invested into most of the time I buy one or two tickets. And then this year I'm buying three tickets just in nice. case. And that fact, if, if Bedlam, you know, is the last one ever in Stillwater, I might have an extra. So, you know, oh, is the it thing Stillwater is, this year? Yes. Oh, dude, that's lit. Yeah, yes. you have to win it. Oh, dude, the thing is, is there's so many people already hit me up to try to get tickets, and I'm trying to, <laughs> I tried to buy up as many as I could. So, trying to trying to get the you know stuff going, but yeah, just follow me at Jake Cart, or most beneficial thing, just follow this podcast. Yeah, I guess probably so. The most, probably the most thing that I'll be on. Um. Yeah, and then you well, can let's follow be honest, me. Jake. Uh, there'll be plenty of tickets available for Bedlam this year. Oh, uh, you think? <laughs> yeah, they never sell that thing out, anyways. I don't uh, know. Two years, two years ago, it was pretty pretty packed. Uh, before, obviously not last year, but well, here's a stat for you. Oh, OU has a sellout every season. We all know that. Oh yeah, we all also, yeah, no, we all know that is definitely uh, a number that they make up every every week for sure. I go to yeah. all the games and that that thing never sells out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I've I looked, always I gone. At the stat. And you can you can find tickets tenfold on the corner on campus corner like all day before the game. Plus, none of the students ever go. But yeah, back to your plug in your socials. Oh yeah, hang on real quick. We got Jake at Jake Cart, and then we got at the bake is here for me. Obviously, if you're following the podcast, you can follow along on at Rabbit Rabbit Hole on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, but just basically follow our personal accounts, and then for Jake, follow the sports or the channel account because he doesn't do much tweeting. <laughs> he doesn't do yeah. much tweeting. He ain't a tweeter. Uh, let's get right into it. We ain't got much time. We got about oh, probably like if zoom cuts us off 40 minutes left, maybe like 35, I don't know, but we'll get this rolling. We got lots to talk about. We're going to cram it all in. Um, we're going to start right off because OU's got a big game coming up in the ter- in terms of you guys playing Nebraska this weekend, right? Or is that next weekend? Uh, it was two weeks. It's a, from it's a week three, Saturday. Right? Yeah. Week three. 
All right. So, I mean, but they played yesterday. And so we got a first glimpse at some, some good college football. And I thought it was actually pretty good. I mean, all day, the only blowout game I think I saw was uh, UCLA Hawaii. That was over before the fans could get there basically. And yeah, no one, no one goes to UCLA games anyways. So <laughs> no, not at all. I don't even, they, no reason to even, they shouldn't even ha- just go to the practice field. Yeah. Just go to the practice field for real. Um, but we got to see Nebraska, Illinois. That was my first pick of the year. Uh, we won't, we won't, sh- we won't count it for the show just cause we didn't have the show yet. And it was just, I just wanted to throw that pick out there. I really had that feeling that Illinois was going to get the dub. Uh, I knew they would probably cover it just because Scott Frost had a lot of pressure. You know, he's going to have a lot of pressure this whole year. He's got a huge buyout for his contract. So it's kind of like if he doesn't do good, like they're probably going to buy him out this year. I mean, that's just, it's just a given, but you guys are going to be facing them in three weeks. And they, are you worried at all? Because they got beat by Illinois. And I know I, I call, I not really called it, but I'm not saying they're good. If you guys, if the defense can't contain the quarterback, Martinez had some glimpses of like when he was able to get free, he had like seven plays where when he was able to get free, he made some plays and those things come back to haunt OU a lot of times in the second half last year and the year before where those big plays, they they just happen in the second half. And that's usually what gets you guys screwed over because you go into halftime with a pretty good lead usually. Yeah, well, I think this year, the strength of the OU defense is going to be that defensive front. I believe Alex Grinch, uh, a couple of weeks ago came out and said they're going to play like eight to like 10, maybe 12 different guys on that defensive front. Um, so there's, they're going to be well-rested. And from what I saw from Adrian Martinez yesterday, uh, I'm not worried one, one lick about anything that Nebraska is bringing to the table on, on offense and for the matter of on defense either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jake, what did you, uh, you obviously watched the game. I know you did, but like, what were your thoughts yeah. on it? If you watched the whole thing? You know, honestly, I think the thing is, is Adrian is actually pretty good. The The problem is their offensive line is really bad. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they were just getting blown up. Their defense let them score a bunch of crazy points. You know, they made a bunch of stupid mistakes. I think the craziest thing about it is Nebraska is bad. But, <laughs> and I, I hear OU fans talk about, well, it's a rivalry game. It's going to be close. I, I, I think that OU beat them by at least 30. But... The crazy stat that I saw from the game against Illinois was Scott Frost has 13 losses in less than eight points or something like that. Something wow. by outrageous, like eight points or less. He has 13 losses at Nebraska. So it's just, it's crazy. That's just a crazy stat to even have. Cause it's like, he loses you know, a ton, but it's like, he does. You know. And you know, credit to Illinois, especially uh Bo Pelini has return to coaching in the big 10. I mean, it's, it's kind of pretty cool to see that. And the, the, I don't know if you guys saw like the after celebration in the locker room, those players were getting up for bowl planning. Like that's pretty cool to see, but credit to Illinois. I don't know why I, I yeah. saw an article <laughs> earlier. I was reading an article about bowl planning and he's been on my mind. Um, well, that's who Bielema, play, yes. I think anyway, it's anyway, just, yes. Yeah. Illinois had, their quarterback go down in like the first quarter. I want, that's what, that's the point I want to get to credit to Illinois. They were playing with a backup quarterback who threw for four touchdowns and like 19 interceptions last year with Rutgers. I think it was. And that's just pretty crazy to like have your backup quarterback player. That's like clearly not that great come in and actually do pretty good. That and yeah. when it comes to the Nebraska getting in trouble with the NCAA for like practicing uh, during COVID. And it turns out that they probably 
weren't even practicing anyways because whatever they put on the field yesterday they were was hitting just them the most TikToks, you know the most god awful thing that Nebraska could have put out. It was just terrible. Absolutely. Uh, let's yeah. aside from that, that was probably the for me at least that was probably the best game of the weekend uh, in terms of it actually went down kind of went down to the wire. It was pretty back and forth for the whole game. Uh, There's moments of Nebraska being up by a couple scores and then same with Illinois. I don't think Illinois got a two-score lead, but it was a good game overall just to watch, especially the first one of the year with fans in the stands for the first time in a long time. It was awesome to watch. And just that feeling of college football being back. Like today, I actually, I was looking at some scores or some some of the schedules today, and I saw that uh, Jackson State plays whoever on Wednesday, right? And for a split second, the the most split second you could get, I was like, wait, is today Wednesday? Because I was so excited. I was like, today's Sunday. <laughs> today's Sunday. But I'm so excited for the year. Let's get right into what our what we have for like some of our team's expectations. Obviously, OU is going to be uh, up there in contention. Ohio State's going to be up there in contention. Jake, you're going to be, you're going to have a good, you're going to ha- enjoy the season. I know. I know you'll enjoy it. <laughs> uh, so let's get yeah. right into it. Jake, we'll start with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have a good feeling about this year. I think we'll do good. I think, uh, you know, we're coming to coming into not per se a rebuilding year, but it's in the sense of kind of rebuilding a little bit. I think the thing is, is that, uh, our defense will be good. Like, you know, we might have one less linebacker or one D lineman, but uh, our offense is good. I think our offensive line is tremendously improved just on a depth perspective, not even just talent, but just having the available people, you know, I think playing three freshmen last year just really killed, you know, especially like having Chuba and them and just not being able to run the ball really hurt us bad. So I, I think the thing is, is offensively, I think we'll be doing good. Supposedly Tim Rattay and Spencer Sanders have been doing a lot of work. They've been saying all off season that it's the most he's improved ever at Oklahoma state. Uh, So offensive lines improved. Spencer Sanders supposedly is improved. We got four running backs that will play in rotation. So our running back is super deep. The only question I think we have is we're a little thin at wide receiver. We have Braden Johnson. Uh, We'll maybe the, the, Blaine Green and uh, the the Green Brothers or whatever might play uh, Braden Presley. So the thing is, is uh, if if we can get really good, there's a lot of talk about Tay Martin coming out, big play Tay, where if we can get really good wide receiver play, I think we'll be really good and be in contention to play for so, the Big 12 so, title. All right. So what do you think your, your record is going to be? What did you guys go last um, year? Two years ago? Last year and two years ago? Uh, well, last year we went, we lost to Texas, OU and TCU. So we, we lost three games, but it was a shortened season. So we yeah, didn't so go. You, you, what were you? It was you like know, seven and three, seven right? And three. Seven and three. Yeah. Seven yeah. and three. And the year before that we went eight and four. Do you think this year you have a 10 win season? I, I believe. Yeah. I believe a ceiling is probably 10 win season. I mean, maybe 11 and one if we're, if we Lucky. pull out some miracles, you know, I mean, I, I think it comes down to Iowa, how good Iowa state really is. If Iowa state's great, yeah. then probably 10, if not, then, you know, the only game, you know, you lose only one game there. We all, I mean, you almost want to call Iowa state a sleeper, but like, can they be a sleeper after the last three years they've had, they've, 
in, improved or been consistently good and competitive. Preseason top ten. There's no, yeah, there's no, they're not a sleeper 10. this year. Oh, but you could say USC was a preseason top ten like three years ago or two years ago. They were shit. Actually, I think they were top. Yeah, but Matt, Matt Campbell has that thing rolling up there in Iowa. Like an yeah, he does. <laughs> I mean, I agree. I, I I don't think they are a sleeper, but they're kind of like that team where you don't think they're going to win the Big Twelve. Uh, I guess because you usually think in OU and Texas, even though Texas is going to be the should be the sleeper. Texas should be the sleeper every year that they think they're good because they're not they're not good as it is. Iowa State is good. I actually think it's going to come down to Iowa State and OU for the Big Twelve championship. And if if Iowa State could pull out the win over you guys in the regular season, I think they actually are going to be able to carry that through to the conference champ and pull it out over in the conference champ too. Uh, but what do you think, Preston? Uh, about OU or about all Iowa it, State? All of it. Okay. All of it. Uh, I mean, as far as OU going into the season, uh, it's one of those things like this is their best year to win a national championship that they've had yeah. uh, since. I mean, I, probably Baker was a senior and mm-hmm. the defense that they have. I know I'm cutting you off, but what do you think about the there running back situation? Oh, yeah, that's terrible. They're paper thin. Like, <laughs> you can't have much worse situation at running back going into a season as they do right now. And they kind of got screwed with the whole Trey Bradford thing, transferring into from LSU, staying for, what, two, three months, and then transferring back to LSU is going to look like. Yeah, that's um, wild that that was able to happen. And that's one of those things that's unheard of in college football. So it's one of those things, like, you can't really do much about it. Um, so they have two scholarship running backs going into the season. Uh, granted. They're probably two of the better scholarship running backs in the country, but it's a running back position. One of them is more than likely going to get hurt or banged up a little bit during the season. Uh, and that's it's not going to be good because then you're going to have to switch someone else over to the running back spot. And uh, I, I'm just not sure how that's going to work. But I is mean, that defense, is that defense? Uh, do you think that defense is caught up with themselves and like they're going to be able to put it on the field now? Yeah, this is going to be one of the best defense OU's had probably in 20 years. Uh, and I mean, is it is it like I know I know last year on our other show on our our sports show, literally the sports show. Um, <laughs> I know last year going in, it was kind of like championship or bust. Is that the same notion for you guys this year? I mean, I think I it think would be. even more so this year. Yeah, championship or bust. Because last year you didn't really know what you were going to get out of Spencer Rattler. Even more um, so. So is if if not. Is my boy going on the hot seat? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, look, the more they're going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, last year it was kind of one of those things where you go into a season, you don't really get to practice as much as you'd like. Um, they lose to K State and Iowa are State. Are you going to make the season? Are you? Are you? Do you really think that if? Uh, do you think if you if you guys are one loss Big Twelve team, Big Twelve champs, you make the playoffs? Yeah, every time over, they've made the playoffs over a one loss Bama. Yeah, every every year OU's made the playoffs. They've been a one loss Big Twelve champ, so that's but not really even an this issue. year. Even this year, because I think there's a, I think yeah. I think Georgia, Clemson, well, and, Bama, you also, and Ohio yeah. State are equally as likely to make it, and that's four teams right there. You have to right think there. that it's probably going to be Georgia and Bama playing in the SEC championship game, uh, unless they're both undefeated going into that. Then, um, or if the sleeper, not even sleeper, or if AM pulls through and does some crazy stuff because the Bama game's in Kyle Field this year, the six the, or Kyle Field, right? Kyle Field, um, yeah. it's down there in, at in College Station, and AM's a good fucking team. A&M's yeah, a good I team. just 
I just think OU, I think a, a conference is, champion, has just I don't that I think name. You guys gonna, I think you guys are going to make the natty. I, I was just kind of testing to see what you yeah. said, see what your thoughts were. I think OU is going to make the championship game. I really do. I think it's going to be Ohio State OU. Uh, so that leads me into what Ohio State's going to be doing. <laughs> I think Ohio State's going to make the championship. I think we go undefeated. Uh, I think really the only competition we're going to have to be, obviously you have to worry about the the consistent teams that you play, like the Penn States, the Michigan, like those games are just big games that like you could just, you, you could lose them. And then obviously yeah. the sleeper, I, I actually don't know who we play Oregon next at not week one, but week two, we play Oregon. At least it's at home though, but that's a fucking tough game. Yeah. That's and, a real tough game. Oh, use preseason two. What is Ohio state? Do you know? Uh, four. They're four. Yeah. I was going to say the top, top five. Yeah. So yeah, and it's just one of those things. Be. Like, yeah, in Oregon, their defense is going to be good, but their offense—who knows what they're going to do on offense? The team I'm worried about this year, and it's kind of like how we led into the, the the show today, is Nebraska. We got them, I think, week nine or whatever. It's like one of the it's like it's fourth to last game or third to last game of the season, and I think that's going to be a sleeper game for us because it's one of those like. If Scott Frost is on, if he has a decent year after this week one performance, if he has a decent year going forward and then they are able to pull out something against Ohio State, it's in Nebraska too. That's one of those things where it's like Scott Frost might be able to, you know, save his job with a win like that. That's a sleeper game for me this year. Here's the thing about Nebraska, though. There's a reason that they were trying to get out of the OU game. If they could have got out of the OU game, there's a 100% chance they would try to get out of an Ohio State game because Scott Frost. If he thought he had some type of team to be able to put out on the field this year, he would have not tried to even put it in the minds of anyone at Nebraska to get out of the OU game. So Nebraska, I think, is just going to be probably terrible the whole entire year, and Scott Frost is going to get the can at the end of the season. I'm not truly worried about them. Don't get me wrong here. It's just one of those (laughs) games where, like, we lost to Purdue one year, we lost to Iowa, and it's just one of those things where, like, late in the season, you, you catch these guys that have something to prove or whatever, and Nebraska could be that team with Scott Frost being on the hot seat, you know? And so it's one of those games where you got to keep, you, you keep your eye on it from a distance. You're like, eh, I'm not really worried about it, but you know, if they sneak up on you, they could get you. So that's, that's a game. Like I'd be a little worried about other than that. It's really just beating Oregon week two and then fit and then beating all the big, big, uh, big 10 teams like Penn state, Wisconsin, Michigan, like those teams are obviously the ones you have to win. The other ones you're going to win. And so it's is really there a team past- there in the Big Ten that absolutely scares you this year, though? Besides no, maybe honestly, a Penn no. State. Honestly, no. Yeah. I mean, Penn State, yeah, but like, no, there's not. They're they're probably ranked just for like the the aesthetic. I don't even know why. Like those teams are. It's like Ohio State's on a whole different level this year. And I actually yeah. have I I actually had to write some stuff down because I had to like get my shit right. But like, there's only one freshman on the O line. Everyone else is either a. I think it's us two seniors, a junior and a sophomore or two sophomores and two juniors and a freshman or something, but there's only one freshman. So they're returning four starters and he's a, he's the center, but he's a, he's a stud. He's a stud. Like you don't start center, You don't start fresh centers if they're not good. So he, and he, and he is yeah. a stud, but like they got a pretty good receiving core. They got not only is Chris Olave coming back, but uh Oh, where is it? Garrett, Wilson. Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Garrett Wilson is a top. I mean, he's projected to go in like, one of the first round or two. So he's like a yeah. top prospect. Chris Olave. Oh, my fucking camera. <laughs> yeah. That yes, one guy with Texas, using camera. the high school. What's that guy's name? Uh, Quinn something Ewers. with the N. No. Oh, um, receiver. 
Yeah, he's got a hyphen in his name. It's 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 like it's something, something Najibi, Najibi or, or something. Najibi, Jackson, yeah, Najibi. something Najibi. Yeah, he's a stud too. He's insanely good. Yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, <laughs> I think that speaks for itself. He's a stud. I don't know if you guys <laughs> yeah. have seen any of the clips coming out of uh, some uh, some of their practice out of training camp, but he has been putting up highlight reels. I know it's just training camp and his practice. Not it's not the same thing as on the field and live balls, but. Like he is legit, and their receiver. What are your thoughts on, on uh, the quarterback going into the season? So CJ Stroud's announced as a starter. I was listening to some stuff the other day about they're like, "Oh, do you think that's a smokescreen by Ryan Day? Is he actually the starter? Is he saying he's a starter because that's kind of like the right thing to do? Because a guy's been there for, and yeah, he's a red shirt. Uh, he was there last season, you know, and he only got like two two. Uh, sites on the field and they were for blowouts, I think. And also when uh, Justin Fields went down real quick. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it might be one of those things. And they were like, is it a smoke screen? Cause the, really the quarterback room is that is insane. There's four quarterbacks that could legit, legit start like anywhere in the country. And obviously with Quinn Ewers coming in, he's the, he's the hot topic where it's like, he's probably going to start at some point in the season. If there's any sign of CJ Stroud showing, uh, inconsistencies, you know? And so that's, that's the big worry. I think it's, it's a, I mean, how can you complain about it though? I can't, there's nothing I could really complain. About. I can't like sit here and be like, I'm worried. I'm not worried. There's four guys there that could like, if one doesn't fucking work, you just go to the next, you know, like just try them all out really. And so it's, it's a dream situation to be in, you know, Clemson was lucky when they had Trevor Lawrence and DJ Ugalele last year and Trevor yeah. Lawrence went down and DJ was able to step in. It's like, they were, they were thankful and anyone in the country would have rather, if they had to be like, your starter goes down, they would want to be like, yeah, I wish I was in Clemson's position. Like the guy next is a five-star recruit, top prospect type deal. Ohio State's got four of those, you know, four of them. Yeah. Maybe not top prospects, think, but like they're all like starters, legit. Yeah. And I think OU has the same same thing this year. If Rattler goes down, they have Caleb Williams, a five star. Yeah. Isn't he like in. some, isn't he like supposed, Jay, I think Jake and I were better. talking about this. He's supposed to be like better, right? He's better. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he can do a lot more stuff with his feet and stuff. Uh, if we had to compare, I would say he's closer to a Kyler Murray than. Um, not probably not as fast, but um, it's well, one of those in things terms like of agility he, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like gotcha. he's, he's better on his feet. Um, but even going forward yeah. with Ohio State, like just to get back here because I'm on that I'm on that rant part now, and I had like I said I had to take notes. Like I don't have the memory <laughs> like I used to, which I never did. But they're legit. Like their running core is insane too. The Mayan will. Uh, yeah, Mayan Williams is like sneaking up there to be the number two legit over Trayvon Henderson, who Trayvon Henderson's a stud, but like Williams has been getting all the reps in the last like week and a half of training camp. And master T is like probably getting master. T's one of the best running backs in the nation right now. Like he, he just is, it's, he stepped right into that role last year when with JK Dobbins, like he, he showed signs of that. And not last year, last year he was a starter, but like, he's just a legit dude. And so I'm not worried about running back. I'm not worried about defensive end. I'm honestly not worried about really any position, but like a couple of guys that are going to be studs, John Bob to uh, Javante, John Baptiste, he's going to be a legit DN dude. Like that dude is insane. And he's been, his, his spring game was crazy. I can't remember the stats. I didn't write that down, but the other guy that's going to have a big year is Tyreek Smith defensive end. He's, he's projected. Like I was watching some other stuff as well. And the talk around him and how he played in the Clemson game 
he's going to, he's might have a huge year, like chase young type year. And he's got a lot to prove. And obviously this year, a lot, I think this year changes it for all the guys that like are hungry for like, they're all fighting for that first round, you know, from OU, from Ohio state, Bama, Clemson, all these big schools and in little schools where these guys are fighting for like, we, we want to go either number one, two, whatever in the first round, it changes it this year because when you're a sophomore, junior, whatever, and you might stay your senior year and you're, but you're still projected for a high round draft pick the NIL is a big factor. Like you want to make that money. Like you can make yeah. money now. You're going to do you. You're going to ball out. I think guys are going to ball out all across the board this year. Not just Ohio state, not just OU. I think guys all across the board are going to ball out. I think Bama is the, I think I want to talk about Bama real quick. I think Bama is the, a weird one. Cause it's like, are they going to be as good last year? They were yeah, like, that's what I, was, I was literally just going to say that. How good do you think Bama is going to be this year? I know I, they have the, the history of think, reloading and all that, but I, I don't I haven't heard much, you know, of obviously you hear like, oh, yeah, it's Bama. They're going to be back. But are, are they really going to be back this year? I actually think this year they're going to miss the playoffs. I mean, people forget two years ago they missed the playoffs. So it's like, yeah. Like people forget that, but they just, I mean, you all just that production in. they lost on offense is just insane to have to replace for any school. I don't care who you are. Yeah. I mean, every year you go into the season and you think, who's the top teams? Ohio State, OU, Clemson, Bama. Those, I mean, it doesn't matter usually the order. And usually Bama is going to go number one in most people's eyes. Like, unless you're a, unless you're a press center myself or like a fan of those specific teams, like anyone else that doesn't have a bias, they're going to, most likely say Bama's number one this year is going into yeah. the season this year's that's that shouldn't be the case I don't think they are I, I think they're going to miss the playoffs this year Ooh, that's a hot take I, I I beg to differ I think Bama is by far the best team in the country I think the thing about Nick Saban see I think here's the thing is most teams like Ohio State or OU or anything is quarterback play is so monumental to your team structure of you have to have great quarterback play where Bama they've gotten away with kind of mediocre quarterbacks looking, you know, like how really good was Mac Jones compared to, you know, quarterbacks of the past or, you know, stuff like that. And I think the thing with Bryce young is Bryce young is looking like he's so good right now that if you throw the Bama, the Nick Saban defense with Bryce young, I just don't see how, they're that, you know, they can be bad. Like it's, it's almost an impossibility because they're so stacked with recruiting and everything like that. Clemson, maybe Jake, real you know, quick, real quick Scott, for people like Preston and myself that have teams mm-hmm. in the fight. Can you just give us a little bit of hope that Bama is going to be bad? Like don't just fucking come in here saying price young's looking good. And they're going to be the best team of the nation. Just give us a little bit of hope. Not that we need it. Cause we're both going to be fighting for it, but like, Come on, I man. mean, to be honest, okay, I, to be honest, I agree with Preston about OU's defense, about OU looks good. Do they have a realistic chance? Absolutely not. They've <laughs> said that for the past 20 years. I mean, that's just the reality of, like, I mean, you know, do they have a chance? Maybe, very slightly. I, I believe more in Ryan Day in Ohio State than I would OU at this point just because – of surrounding things of, I mean, here's the problem that I have with Ohio state, which I don't know what your biggest fear is, but my biggest fear, if I was an Ohio state fan would be how harsh is the big 10 going to be on the virus? Like they were last year. There was a lot of games canceled last year in the big 10. And that really hindered you guys. Like you guys almost didn't make it because you didn't have enough games, you know, not that your team was bad or anything. It was just, you didn't have, you know, you guys had to like wiggle around to get in there. Oh, use more, 
you're probably going to win the Big 12. The only game on your schedule you should probably lose is Iowa State. You, maybe a Texas loss or maybe TCU. I don't, you know, it's very, very difficult to the call way that. I, I see think, it, The way I see it with the Big 10 real quick, with the COVID protocols and whatnot, I'm just going to ignore that there that it could possibly a uh, game could get canceled or even forfeited until it happens. Like I'm going to act like that. Should, I'm going to football season. It's everything's normal for right now. That's it. I'm until, until like if I wake up one day and there's breaking news about a game being forfeited or something, then I'll deal with it then. But until then I'm going to act like it's not even going to be half because I think it's going to be all right. I think, I think the season's going to be all right. They, they want every, I don't think any conference doesn't want their teams to be playing. I, I know that like they have to adhere to protocol, but just like last year, they're going to, they're going to make big Ted. They're going to make it. So how I say it's in like, it'll work. We'll be fine. But I've, I've had a question I've wanted to ask. So this is the big thing. So I read an article last week and it was <sighs> an independent study out of, I think Illinois where it ranked mascots, right? And it ranked Pistol Pete, Oklahoma State, as the worst <laughs> mascot in the nation. Am I a homer? Am I blind? Or what What do you guys think? And I'll, I'll give the rebuttal. Well, first off, you got to stop reading articles. Whenever you read articles, you, you start questioning things. You just, just have your opinions, all right? Have your opinions. But no, I saw that too, and uh, I think it's pathetic. I think it's just, it's just uh, people that have... Something they need something to gripe about. They need something to complain about. Like it's like it's the same week. I think they said that they were like, "Oh, is Notre Dame's fighting? Is that fighting Irish one? Is that the worst mascot?" Like people hate that. Like people just don't have anything to bitch about. So yeah, it's one I mean, of those I, things that uh, we're so close to football that there's really yeah. not much going on at the moment. They're just trying to pull something out to. To get something out because their their sports editor is bitching at them because they don't have a story that week. Yeah, and, and so, so they're they like, just, oh, let yeah. me uh, poke the bear with some fucking pokes fans." But yeah. why did they have to pick is, us? I mean, he, uh, here's the thing: just is they pretend the fruit. You guys are about to be fucking not in a conference. <laughs> I mean, dude, here's the thing, dude. They they pretend like they haven't seen the Stanford tree. Okay, if you don't have <laughs> Stanford tree as a, that's a top three, that's first ballot Hall of Fame worst mascot. I mean, dude, that thing is abomination. Like yeah. that's why there's wildfires in California is because of that mascot. I blame Agreed. the mascot. But um, I mean, the thing in defense of Pistol Pete, there is not just Oklahoma State. There's New Mexico State and Wyoming that all have representation of Pistol Pete. So it's like if multiple schools, like we've had the Oklahoma state has actually sued them and like cease and desist letters to stop using the Pistol Pete likeness and stuff. So I feel like if that's kind of out there, then, you know, cause when I first read the article, it had me questioning myself. I was like, am I just <laughs> a crazy Homer? Like, is it really that bad? I was like, I've always thought it was kind of cool, but like, I don't know. No, I mean, I think, you know? I think Pistol Pete is like one of the better mascots like if you've ever been to a game and like watch how it watch how Pistol Pete interacts with like both like a score or what like half times. I mean, he's just a cowboy. That's that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. It's cool. He's just out there shooting. I could could see, I could see like, yeah, maybe not top 10, but like, you know, middle of the pack or something like that. But when the thing I knew what was bad is the number one, the rated, the number one mascot they had was Willie. The mascot was the wildcat. And anytime you put a wildcat at number one on your list, that's just, you're asking boring. for it. 
Put someone that causes yeah. chaos, which is a pistol Pete. Yeah. <laughs> but, Plus uh, that golf, uh, that OSU golf logo with pistol Pete swinging the golf club is one of the top logos in college sports. Yeah, That's all it I is. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That I mean, yeah. I actually, I think Jake, you said pistol Pete wasn't a top ten. I think they are. No, but I was just saying if I could you see did, how you you, you, didn't you started it. this question by saying, "Am I am I just a homer?" And then you proceeded to say that you, you, <laughs> they might not be top ten. Like Jake, they're the, the, in your eyes, they're the best mascot. He's the best mascot there is. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, I know. In my eyes, I'm trying to be objective though. That article kind of <laughs> don't opened be objective. My eyes. Fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> don't yeah, be objective. That's All just. Right. It was just ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Let's move article. into uh, this upcoming week. Let's do picks. So this year we're going to be doing some picks, and uh, I don't know. We hadn't really discussed it uh, off. Fair, actually. I think we all might have some idea of what we want to bring to the table, but for our picks this year, let's do records or win percentages, I guess. We can do win percentages just in case people like one of us three want to pick um, an extra game or two that week. Yeah. Minimum okay. three games, three to five games, basically. Three to five games, we're going to do win percentage and at the end, well, you guys want to do at the end of the year type bet or at the end of each week? Uh, I say the year, that way we can because who knows? Cause maybe we pick the same game. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. something I mean, like that. That's true. That's true. Let's do end of the year, and let's do uh, at the end of the year. We'll come up with a bet before the before week before week five. We'll all come up with a bet or like a wager or not. Shout out Adrian if you watch this. A little wager yeah. <laughs> or not, if you will. And at the end of the year, we'll do something. Whether it be we had to eat a pack of them fucking nasty jelly beans. Or whatever the shit may be, the hot we'll come chip. up with some, yeah, hot <laughs> chip. We'll do something. We'll record it. I'll we'll put it on video and put out a little uh, a little punishment video for the loser. And you know what? Maybe I might even get a uh, trophy made up or something, or a little little metal. Maybe not like a legit one. I might just use paper clips and shit. But hey, we'll do something for the winner, but definitely something for the loser. And at the end of the year, we'll do win percentage. So we're not, this isn't all for not. We can't, we can't legally sports bet here in Oklahoma. So Kevin sit, if you fucking see this, get your shit together and legalize that shit. Come on now, put it right down. At know, I'm going to Colorado uh, five, in November. Five minutes down the be, road. I'm going to Colorado in November. I'm, I'm going to be placing some bets on the uh, Barstool sports book. Oh, so. dude. I might just drive <laughs> to the border just to do it as well. Yeah. Seriously. Arkansas, I think might be like one of those that gets there pretty soon. Um, anyway, let's get into our picks. Uh, Jake, I think you said you're going to be doing game day. So you're going to be picking Georgia Clemson. Yes. Why? Let's just kick it off and do that. Kick off with that one. Let's talk about that game real quick. Cause I want to talk about it, but tell us who you're picking and then let's talk about it. And then we'll get into the rest of your picks, Preston's and then mine. Okay. So you know, the thing is, is Georgia gets hyped up every year. You know, I believe that they're good. You know, how good they really are. I don't know. You know, it's they got so that transfer early. From J- that JT Daniels from USC. Yeah. So, I mean, just based on previous knowledge and not knowing anything this year, I have to take Clemson minus three. I mean, the spread's not very much. And, is it in a neutral site or is it at Clemson? Yeah, I think it's I think it's in Atlanta. I think it's in Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, so you kind of have a little bit of Georgia homers, kind of, you know, it's in Georgia. So, you know, the crowd might sway it a little bit. It's going to be interesting to see if it's full capacity, you know, like most of the things and how many people show up due to, you know, if you have to have a vaccine card or if you have to get the test or whatever, to just to see 
what the numbers really look like that that might sway the game a little bit, but just based on, I think talent and Dabo Clemson minus three is, is my pick. Yeah. I was going to pick that game too. Preston, did you end up picking that? Uh, no, I, I stayed away from that one. Yeah. I stayed away from it too. I think it's, I think that's one of those games where like, I didn't like the minus three and I was just no, like, I didn't eh. like that either. I didn't like minus three. If it was like minus five, I might've went with it. I think it might've been, I think it might've opened at minus five or something, but, and then as Georgia got some uh, guys back off there, you know, they had some injuries and I think a couple guys are back and, and they're going to be end up, they're going to end up being playing, but minus minus three, I, I just didn't like it. And I think, I think that game, I think that game's going to show a lot for Clemson. Actually. I think that is obviously for both teams. It's a top five game, but I think for Clemson that show that's going to set the tone for the rest of the year because they don't really, they, they don't really play anyone. And so, yeah, I, I don't know, Jake, you, you said you took Clemson minus three. What's the rest of your picks? I got, uh, this is kind of a little bit of a wild one. North Carolina, Virginia Tech. I understand oh. that it is tough to pick at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech always plays well at home early in the season. But I just really like what Mac Brown's doing. My It's minus five and a half for UNC. So, you know, that game is another tough one of my picks, but I just, I think that North Carolina, they're finally getting their feet, you know, settled in. And I think Mac Brown's actually legit. And, you know, Virginia tech's been good in the past. You don't really know. It's kind of a coin flip if they're going to be all right, you know, so. I'll give one of my picks one. out. Cause I, I'm right there. I'm riding on that game with you too. I, I said the same thing. It's like, UNC is kind of like last year. I mean, it was like every fucking time we watched them, Jake, every time and Preston too, when I come into that show at, uh, on campus, when we'd come in last fall and just talk about that game, it was like almost every week they had a last second fuck up yeah. or a last second call by the refs that like absolutely screwed them. They lost a lot of games by a lot of their games was by one possession. I mean, they really were. Yeah. And, and I think one of them was even two possessions, but like the way it happened was like, it basically was a one possession game. They had a close year all year and they should have been record wise better than they were. I agree. I think this year they're way better. I think Mac Brown's legit. And I think Sam Howell, I mean, Sam Howell's a top contender of the Heisman. So it's not like he's no, he's no bum. Yeah. And so I think well, yeah, it's a think big it like game. I think, I think it's ACC UNC. It's, it's a time where they can come out and yeah, they're playing on the road at Virginia tech. And that's a, it's a tough house to play in. And so it's a big game. It's a kind of a rivalry game. He goes in, have a big year, big start to the season. Sam Howell drop his nuts on the table and be like, Hey, I'm here for the Heisman Spencer Rattler. You're not just, you're not the only guy up there. Uh, and I think, I think it's a, it's going to be a huge game five and a half. And I take UNC with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing is dude, five and a half, it's under seven. You have a top 10 team playing an unranked team. Our fucking luck. So. are going to win by three. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, that was like me and you last year. Like they'll win the game, but they'll fucking screw the they'll screw the fucking line, dude. That's how our show last year was. The first week was what was it? Auburn and uh, Oregon, yeah. and you took Auburn, and then they faked the field goal, and then threw that like sixty yard pass, and dude like barely caught it to lose that game, but. You want me to do my next one? Yeah, keep going, keep going. Let's see. Right. So this is this one should be my lock of the week. And 
I am taking Louisiana Raging Cajuns plus nine against Texas. Oh, dude, I, have I my will eyes on that uh, one. admit to that is also one of my picks. Hey, I am not a believer in Texas. I know we have a lot of line, but I'll ride with you guys on that one because I had my I, I literally had my I was like drooling at the mouth. I wanted to take Lafayette over Texas because that what's the line for it, Jake? Uh, nine plus nine yeah. Louisiana. Yeah, I, so Texas I, is favored like, by nine. Drooling I have eight. Where'd you, I have eight. Uh, I got it two days ago at nine, so I don't know. Okay. Maybe I just got, I just got eight. Yeah, they're at eight. Let's put it at eight because yeah. I'm looking at it right now on the score, which is used. They Barcel bought them, so like they're a Barcel thing. Exactly I'm where I got it. So. Done with, I'm done with ESPN. <laughs> they suck anyway. You know, we were actually talking about. I was talking about this with Joe, one of our buddies, and Robert Griffin was on the ESPN broadcast yesterday. It wasn't. It wasn't good. It wasn't funny. Like they they forced it to be funny anyway. Yeah. ESPN's boring and they're outdated. Uh, but I see it. It's right now. It's at minus eight Texas. So yeah, let's call it at eight if you're good with that, Jake. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take I'll take minus eight. I mean, I'll Louisiana. Last year, you know, they beat Iowa State. That was a huge thing. Can they replicate that again? And I think the thing is in Texas, there's they have so much talent, and you know, it's Texas just like every year, but. Casey Thompson, are they just going to push him to the forward and make him the starting quarterback? There's been quarterback battles. It's been close. Casey Thompson, just on the name alone, might get the start, and that might be a mistake. So you don't really know what Texas is going to do. And having that uncertainty going into a tough opponent like that, especially when they came off last year beating Iowa State, and that was Iowa State's only loss besides Oklahoma State in the season. That was their only two losses they had. So – you know, they've proven that they can beat good teams. Texas is kind of in a limbo scenario with Casey Thompson. Is he going to start? Is he not? And I, I feel confident at minus eight. Yeah, I think 100%. they came out and said that uh, Hudson Card is going to be the starter for Texas. So that yeah, I saw that also too. might throw uh, throw some stuff in there, which I, I like that a little bit more. Taking the Raging Cajuns on that. Um, and the big reason I'm on the Raging Cajuns this week against Texas is everything I've heard about that Texas defense, uh, it's not good. Um, offensive line, not good. Uh, no matter how your quarterback plays, if you don't have a good offensive line, that is never a good recipe for your football team. Uh, and I, I think the Raging Cajuns can cover eight easily, honestly. Yeah, I'm with you guys on that. I was, like I said, I was drooling at the fucking at my mouth on my mouth. Like I was a fuck sitting there looking at it like, oh, I want to <laughs> well, take they're, it. So they're bad. plus eight, right? You got them at plus eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I was about to be yeah. like, whew. I was like, minus yeah, eight yeah. might be a little different I'm, story. Yeah, I'm at plus eight. Plus yeah. eight, yeah. Anything, is minus plus eight. seven, anything over seven is, that's, I feel is plus, a lot. Plus anything against Texas. Plus anything, <laughs> you can take it. Like you're probably gonna hit. Um, that's yeah. probably anyway, the most comfortable of my three that I have is that plus eight. Jake, uh, so you, yeah. So you're finished up on your picks. You got. Yep. You want You can recap them at the end. We'll move on, Preston. Uh, since we we just got done doing the Texas Louisiana Lafayette pick, uh, give us the rest of yours. Yeah. So obviously that was one of them. Uh, another one. This is a homer pick, but I, I like the over sixty eight and a half OU versus Tulane. I think OU could put up. 55 60 on their own and have two lanes score a couple touchdowns to get that uh right there i might not happen i wouldn't be surprised if it didn't happen but i do like uh oh you putting up at least 55 on two lane 
whether Spencer plays, you know, a quarter and a half and then Caleb Williams comes in and plays the rest of the game. Uh, I think that offense will just be rolling no matter what, whoever is going to be on the field at quarterback. Um, no respect to them and, down there in Louisiana, huh? Right after they get hit by her. Well, and it's, their ass it's on the a field tough too. week. Yeah, it's a tough week. They're in no. Birmingham this week. Uh, I, I don't I know. I feel like taking the over, you just playing Tulane. I feel like taking the over, though, is showing a little bit of respect because, like, that's what I, you know, I think that's a good bet because, you know, being the Oklahoma State guy, Jalen McCluskey, his dad is on the coaching staff at Tulane. And so I feel like Tulane is going to be heavy offense versus, you know, defense. I think they're just going to get absolutely obliterated. So, you know, if Tulane puts up any points at all, then, yeah, I think you'll hit that over. Yeah, and that's kind of why I picked it. I, You know, even if they put up 21 on OU's defense, um, OU, I feel, is just going to roll through them on offense and, and get that taken care of. Uh, my other one, I'm – this is kind of backing on the Alabama uh, not being what they m- are supposed to be this year. I have the under 63 and a half on Bama and Miami. Uh, I know you're never supposed to bet the under, but I, I, I kind of like that. I don't know why it just stuck out to me. And I was like, all What's right, I'll roll spread with on it. that. I have no clue. I didn't even see. Let's see. I'm going to pull it up right now. I think it is a three possession. Bama's I think it was 18 like- and a half. And, yeah, and I half. honestly, that's another game I was looking at where I was like, I might take Miami. <laughs> I might take Miami just to say, fuck you to Bama. But I didn't. I didn't. Uh, Preston, about that. Preston, did you just get through with your list? Yeah, that was all of them. That was uh, under 63 and a half. Bama and Miami right, was my perfect. last one. I'll go through mine real quick. We've already touched on two of them. One that I picked up from you guys. I'm going to ride with you on the uh, UL Lafayette minus or uh, plus eight over Texas. And Jake, I'm riding with you on the UNC minus five and a half. I think that's uh, I think those two picks are really solid. Um, another pick I'm going to go with though is, and this might this is going to be a tough one because like we don't really know. Uh, Notre Dame lost four of their O line starters, and it's we don't know. Like Jack, they got Jack Cohn from Wisconsin. Is he going to change up? Is Brian Kelly is Brian Kelly going to fix him a little bit? Um, but I'm going to ride with Florida State on that. And shout out to Dan if you're watching this. I'm going to ride with Florida State. I and Daniel actually, but I, th- I think Florida state is kind of sneaky in terms of like, I think they're going to upset quite a few teams this year, or at least get in the rut, like make a fight to upset. I don't think they're going to be great. Uh, but I like that first opening game. It's a Bobby Bowden game. It's, it's uh, a tribute game basically. And so I think minus nine and not, or minus seven and a half. I think, uh, I think they can do it. I think Florida state can make it. I think if they lose, it's going to be a field goal. I think they hold, uh, they hold Notre Dame to a field goal. And so what are you guys' thoughts on that game? You guys have any thoughts on that game? Honestly, I, I don't. Uh, Notre Dame is one of those teams every year that they, they could be good. They could be bad. Uh, we don't really know until they get, you know, a couple games into the schedule. And they usually have a pretty tough schedule since they are independent, having to schedule um, some, some of those bigger teams. But I don't know. And on Florida State, are they, are they going to be good this year? I don't know. They, they've been down the last couple of years since uh, Jimbo left. Um, I haven't. I can't. Game, though. It's got, they're going to show true, some respect yeah. and lay it all on the table. <laughs> and also, if you've been following along with the show, uh, either this show, the Jake and Big Show, or the sports show, um, it's basically all been consolidated into this now that I think about it. But 
If you've been following along last year or two, you know that I ride on the fuck you Notre Dame, fuck you UCLA, and fuck you Tennessee boat. And so I'm riding on that this year. So we, that's kind of also why I took it. It's like, I got to say fuck you to Notre Dame and take Florida State at seven and a half. Uh, Jake, real quick, what did you have to say about that game? Yeah, I mean, Florida State, ever since they got rid of Jimbo, Willie Tiger got fired. You know, Florida State is really falling hard. They're, they're probably the most fallen franchise in all of college football. So they're pretty much garbage. I don't know how good they'll be. I think uh, Notre Dame, yeah, they pulled the miracle win against Clemson last year. Yeah. Like they show graces. I think the problem with Notre Dame is they, they're just stuck in that mindset of that old school mentality. If they play old school ball and you would think that that would give them more consistency, but I think it actually makes it more inconsistent in modern football. Uh, when people, you go and play air raid and they run an eye formation and you're just like, what is going on? So, I mean, We'll see what happens. That that game is could be all over the place. It could be a complete slaughter, you know. Yeah. And so Notre Dame on. is just like a Wisconsin with a bigger name. Yeah, not wrong. And on their own, like they're single. Yeah, <laughs> Wisconsin married to the game. They're with the Big Ten. Um, just to move on, and I'm kind of be a home. I'm kind of actually going to be more of a homer than you, uh, Preston. So. I, <laughs> I might bite some of that off the fucking stick, but I'm going to go with Ohio State minus 13 and a half against Minnesota. They play Thursday night. Um, I think it's one of those games. There's a, they just got a lot. I think this, I think this is the, I think overall, this is like one of the strongest teams Ohio State's had. If they stay healthy, obviously last year they were really strong, but they ended up having some injuries down the stretch. And with all the cancellations and all the last year was a weird year. I think this is like one of the strongest teams they've had in a while. And like I said, like earlier in the show, they almost can't go wrong at quarterback. Like if all four are bust, then like, fuck, you know, shit, my bad, I guess. But like, you can't go wrong. And so when that's the case, like something's going to, they're going to figure it out on the quarterback side everywhere else. As long as the guys stay healthy, I think we're honestly insanely deep and we're insanely strong. And I think they're going to come out and, oh my God, I think they're going to come out and, that if you're listening, what just happened was my camera fucking shut off again. But <laughs> what I think this year they're gonna come out really strong, put a lot of numbers up on the board, and I think that 13 and a half I think is just a little too small. I think they're gonna win by 17 points probably. Um, but yeah, I think it's they're just it's gonna be big game, big game, big game, big numbers year uh, week in week out with Ohio State. This is their year, and they need to show it week one especially the week before. And I don't think they're going to show any tricks. I think they're just going to dominate the ball. I think they're going to dominate the line, but week two, when they play Oregon is they, they might have to pull out some tricks out of the bag. But after that, it's pretty much just keep dominating the rest of the big 10. Cause you're going to have to dominate, especially like Jake had mentioned earlier, if there's any cancellations or if teams aren't as strong, are they going to look at the big 10 as strong? Um, that's always a question you're in. If Wisconsin, Penn state and Michigan don't do good, that is like, is the big 10 strong enough for Ohio state's, schedule uh so they, i think it's a domination year and i think they're gonna have to go undefeated so i'm riding with them week one 13 and a half against minnesota boys and uh recap your can picks. you enlighten me how before we could do that can you enlighten me on why the big 10 is playing big 10 games week one you know why or i is have it just, no I, I have no idea yeah. to be honest i don't know it's weird to like me that as was well. weird that they uh, yeah. The Oregon game was supposed to be played last year in Oregon. It was, okay. We had a home and a home and home. 
or home and away yeah. or whatever the fuck they, they call it these days. And so that was already scheduled. Uh, we didn't end up playing Oregon last year. And so I, I don't know why they're playing big 10 game week one. I, I truly don't can't answer that for you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think dude, I agree with you. I think Ohio state is much more talented team than Minnesota, but just in my old school ways, you know, I, back in the day, I never bet against Boise state. I'm never betting against row the boat, PJ Fleck. Like I get it, you know, they're talented, you know, Ohio state, you're like, yeah, you should smoke them. But PJ Fleck and row the boat, dude, is that, that's a danger. I know, dangerous I know. it thing. is a dangerous pick. I trust me, Jake. I contemplated the, that quote ran through my head. Every time I was like, ah, I don't know. Should yeah, I, pick that game or not. <laughs> I was like, what if Minnesota rose the boat a little bit, you know, like what if? <laughs> yeah. so I trust me, dude, I contemplated it too, but I truly think this is a year where they got to put up numbers on everyone they play. And I think coming out week one against a, not a ranked team in Minnesota, but they're, they were good last year and they're pretty damn good this year too. Um, they're definitely a team we should be worried about. It's not, it's, that's why I think they're going to cover that spread is like, they're not going to take them lightly. They're not going to let any mishaps happen. I know it's week one, but I think they're going to really just dominate that ball across the board. And no matter what, they're going to figure it out. I, I just think that's the case. I really do. Obviously that's not, a, I don't think that's a hot take, I, but I think they're just going to dominate that ball. I know if, if Minnesota roads that boat, trust me, I'm going to be fucking hurting. I'm, I might be fucking <laughs> leaking myself. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't think they'll win, but man, 13 is a real stretch, but 13 and a half, you know, <laughs> 13 and 13 a half. <laughs> <laughs> got to give you that. Yeah. But uh, let's recap our picks. I'll go through mine real quick. I got UL Lafayette plus eight against Texas, Ohio state minus 13 against Minnesota, UNC minus five and a half against Vots, uh, Virginia tech. And I'm taking Florida state plus seven and a half against Notre Dame. Preston run through yours real quick. And then Jake will finish it off with yours. Yeah. I had the raging Cajuns plus eight against Texas as well. Uh, Homer pick of the week over 68 and a half OU versus Tulane. And uh, kind of want to, um, I'm if you about under 63 and a half Bama versus Miami. Jake, I got North Carolina minus five and a half, uh, Louisiana plus eight, and uh, Clemson minus three for game day. All right. Well, boys, it was a fun week one. We'll have a lot. I think next week, I mean, obviously, there's going to be so many games that we're going to be able to have a lot of content to talk about, a lot of takes to have. There's going to be, I guarantee you, we're going to have highlight of the year in one of these games this upcoming weekend. or Thursday, I guess, because there's a bunch of games on Thursday. But I, I, it's going to be, let's kick this year off. Let's have a great year for all our teams, except for both of your teams. My, so basically just Ohio <laughs> State. Uh, actually, you know what, Jake? I'll, because you guys are down bad a little bit, I'll, I'll, I will root for a 10-win season. For hey, bro, we're not down bad, okay? When you recruit 40th in bit. the country and then finish top 25, it's not bad, okay? <laughs> for who we are, for the brand that we are, we do well. You've been preaching that in the last 15 years. <laughs> yeah, probably longer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, we'll brainstorm about that bet. We'll have it ready to go by week five to let our fans, let you, the people. And if you guys have any fucking recommendations, by the way, if you're listening, if you're watching, send them in. What do you think we should do? I ain't doing any crazy, crazy shit unless it's not too. If it's life or death, I ain't doing it. And if it has anything to do with shit, I ain't doing it. But. If I got to eat a little bit of nasty food or something like a hot chip or some shit, I'll fucking do it. Uh, but I won't have to worry about that because I'm not worried about my record at the end of the year. <laughs> so yeah, let us you know. You pick everyone's the, picks, you should be good. 
Yeah, well, hey, boy, I took two more, too. I, I took four this week. I took four. Um, if you got any recommendations or you want to hear us talk about something, if you got a team you want us to highlight or talk about, uh, just let us know in the DMs or on Twitter or something on Twitter at the Vegas here for me, Preston Pool 405 and at Jake Hart. See ya.